Hello and welcome to Hello Governor of the Podcast. As always, I am Abdullah and I I don't know how to introduce my my next guest because this is Oh my goodness, this has been someone I've been wanting to get on this show ever since it was announced that she was going to be the voice of Harley Quinn on Batwheels, but and I and I never thought it was going to happen because I remember I had reached out like earlier this year because I remember uh, the announcement came early this year, like really early this year. So I was like, you know what, let's let's just get right to it because I, I wanted to get someone who voiced Harley on this show for years, and I just never thought I would ever get to do it, but it's happening and and i and i can't i just i don't know how how i feel about this like it doesn't feel real to me like it really doesn't <laughs> but uh my guest is uh chandine is that how you pronounce your name chandine chandine yeah chandine parak Ch- chandine parak uh who is <laughs> Like, hands down, one of the biggest, like, I'll just say it right now. She's probably going to be, like, the b- breakout star of the next couple of years, like, right now. <laughs> oh, Abdella, I like you. Because <laughs> in the short amount of time, you not only booked Harley Quinn, but you also booked Lola Bunny. Because I remember when I reached out to your to your agency about um, about doing this interview, they were like, oh, can, can you wait a while? Because we've got another announcement, and it's going to be, it's another legacy character. And I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. Sure. 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 It's another legacy character. Sure. It's another legacy character, but it is. And, and it's like, oh my goodness, Lola and Harley Quinn in the same year. Like, does, does it feel real to you? Does it, it feel doesn't. real to you? <laughs> no, absolutely. I'm still just so honored that I get to represent and share both of them. It's, um, yeah, I, I, it does not feel real <laughs> to hear you say these things is awesome. <laughs> Because I don't even believe it. Because I'm like, no way, no way. <laughs> you get to wake up, you know, you get to wake up and say, oh, I'm I'm the voice of of Lola and Harley, and it's like, <laughs> but how? Like, I feel like there's a rule in the universe that should should say like, okay, you can't you can't voice these two 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 iconic characters at the same time. You just can't. <laughs> But uh, but uh, you know, fanboying aside, like, how did you get started? Like, what what was the thing that made you go on the journey that you are currently going on? Oh, on my whole um, voiceover acting journey. So, uh, yeah, it's it's something that I've always wanted to do. It's something I've always been been interested in. I think, like a lot of us in the industry, I was always clicking those extras and that DVD of like, what's going on behind the scenes? How did this get made? I want to see. And um, yeah, it was, it really just was an interest of who is this behind the voice that I always wanted to hear and learn more about and was always uh, intrigued by, I would say. So yeah, I've always had this deep interest in, um, by the way, uh, Abdullah, you're located in, Kuwait. Um, you're overseas, correct? <laughs> yes. Kuwait, that's right. That's incredible. <laughs> I, I've heard nothing but amazing things about Kuwait. Just beautiful, beautiful little country. Um, little as in in size, of course. I know it's a very big <laughs> country, but um, yeah. So I was born overseas as well. So I was born in Italy. I spent almost every summer going back to India, where my family and everybody resides in Mumbai. So Growing up, I would just go back and forth and travel throughout Europe. My parents just traveled a lot when I was younger. But the commonality I had and the consistency in my life was always these cartoons and 
uh, animation. So it was, you know, um, the, the Looney Tunes <laughs> and Flintstones and these families that were really the home for me. So I, I feel like they really did impact me in such a way where I was very comfortable um, even in my travels because laughter and, and these, these characters, there's just a consistency with, with, I guess, yeah, the, the home that it makes you feel, um, no matter where you are in the world, it is the consistent language of, of life is that laughter and joy that it brings. So, uh, yeah, a lot of it did start overseas. <laughs> and then when I decided, when I finally moved to the States, I was a preschool teacher in college. And that is where I decided I was reading to kids on a daily basis. And um, as I would read to kids, I would do these silly voices and everything. And I eventually I was like, you know what, I really like this. I want to actually go for it. I'm here in the States. I'm here in California. And I came to LA. And that's when I basically started my journey in acting and screenwriting in the entire world of the industry. So yeah, it's been a great journey. <laughs> No, it's funny because while I was reading your bio and, and it mentioned that you were a preschool teacher and I'm like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. That's why she got cast in all the preschool stuff. Oh, yes. That is the moment where stars just align. Like you said, how do you get cast in as both of these characters, but they both happen to be for, for this preschool demographic, which is the demographic that I love playing in anyway. So that is, it really did align for me in that sense, because that is who my audience has been and has wanted to be <laughs> so yeah it's it's incredible and when and when you were reading um when you were reading stories to children do you did you do the voices oh absolutely I did the voices I would play and and kind of go into this performance mode right so that's where I really learned that I loved performing and storytelling and fell in love with that including the feedback of these children laughing with me and playing with me at the same time and improving with them and hearing them play with me. So yeah, they've been the inspiration this entire time and still to this day are. And so let me just get right right to it. Um, like how did, like, what was the audition for Harley like? Like what did they want for the character exactly? Oh, so when I got Harley, I was, I believe I did know that it was for preschool and I did know that I wanted it to sound different from all the other existing Harley Quinns right now, because if they wanted the same character, they would go for the same voice actresses who have voiced her in the past. And she's had several, of course. So I wanted to make sure it was unique and stood out um, because they were going to be hearing like, who knows how many <laughs> actresses auditioned for the role. But uh, as a legacy character, we do study up on it and we see what they're what what it typically is what she typically sounds like but i knew this was younger so i had to make her a little nicer yeah just a little sweeter a little nicer a little more playful less mean <laughs> so um yeah I, I just i kind of sent in a couple of my takes i think i did maybe two takes for her actually no i did one take for harley and it was the one that i thought like okay this is the best i can do but i do remember spending maybe two days working on her um, and I think I might've got, no, I didn't get coaching for her. I did get advice on her <laughs> for sure. Cause it's a very high pitched voice and you have to be like 100% all the time. Like, you know, you, you can't be like low energy when it comes to Harley. Cause she's always like 100% all the time. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's all in, she's playing the entire time. So everything from her, her laugh to 
interrupting herself to just have a good time. And uh, yeah, there's so much, she just has so much depth. I love playing Harley Quinn. I think she's just the most fun um, because she's just very free and it's liberating <laughs> to play someone so unhinged. And what's funny is that um, if you watched, I don't know if you've watched the pilot, but they kind of gave her like crazy eyes, like <laughs> her eyes are like, you know, bugged out. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's very crazy and, and it just fits the character perfectly. And I really love the animation, <laughs> by the way, the animation looks really incredible for this. So, yeah. Oh yes. It's so cool. I, I definitely watched the pilot. I definitely watch every episode of every show that I, I get to play. So <laughs> yeah, I do love her eyes and the way they drew her. Cause yes, she's for kids, but she still is. She's back there behind those eyes. And I was really glad to see her in there. Also, you know, this is for preschoolers when she's wearing a helmet. So it's like, even though she's a bad guy, she still has to wear a helmet because we don't want to you know, give the wrong impression. <laughs> You're so right. She still knows. She's got to play safe. <laughs> and and what's funny is that I while doing my research, I know that um, you uh, studied under Mick Winger to Voices the Joker. So it's like, again, it's all coming together. It's like the universe is just telling you yeah yes. this is you you should be playing this role <laughs> i completely agree it was it was incredible i took a course with mick and um and yeah i was i was acting at the time already but i remember thinking like oh, one of my good friends actually daniel ross he's one of my dear friends he was taking the class and he's like come with me it's mick I, you know he's great and i was like yes i'm in so it was it was so cool to get to train with Kung Fu Panda Poe. <laughs> you can't pass that up. And and it's even funnier because if you go on your Instagram, you also met Tom Kenny, you know, back in 2016 and, and he's on the show as well. So there you go. <laughs> oh, good eye. You're totally right. Uh, what's, what's great about that is as I was a preschool teacher, we would, I would read to kids. I would, you know, teach them all the basics. One, two, three, we do all the stuff we got to do. But then on Fridays, we would have, it's just an easier day. Thank goodness it still is. So we would play some TV and I would let them watch SpongeBob and listening to him and listening to the kids just love him was another inspiration. So you could say it all started with Tom Kinney. So when I watched, uh, when I saw the cast list and was like, am I sharing credits with Kenny? <laughs> it, was, it was even more of a little wink from the universe of here you are. <laughs> yes. And yeah. is that the reason why you did like a lot of Nickelodeon projects? Like, is that, is that the reason why there's like a lot of photos of you at the Nickelodeon studios? <laughs> it's like, Oh, you know, that's just me uh, auditioning. When I get sent to a cool studio like those, I get sent to cool studios all the time, but, um, Nickelodeon, their studio is really fun. Every single corner is photogenic <laughs> and, and I'm all about getting the pictures when I'm there. So, uh, yeah, Salami Studios, you got to take a picture with Scooby-Doo, Nickelodeon. It's like, wow, where, where do I not take a photo? So anytime I audition there, um, and then I also do on camera. So I've been there for on camera auditions as well. And yeah, so it's not, it, it just happens to be Nickelodeon. It's just a good looking studio. <laughs> And speaking of Nickelodeon, you were also on the Loud House. Um, how did that come about? Uh, Loud House, so that was basically just an audition I did. I've been, I think I was with CESD, my agency that I'm with now, for almost a year. And uh, that was the first major role I booked, which was 
The Loud House, a guest star role. So that was my debut into officially into the world of Nickelodeon. But I was going there for the past year getting sent on auditions. But um, yeah, that was that was incredible. And then after that, the co-star roles started coming in. So I yeah, I love this. The entire Nickelodeon family and the Loud House was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had. And I definitely hope and would like to think I will be back there. <laughs> and did you guys record uh, together or separately for that? Oh, we recorded together. That was back in, I, I guess, I guess 1819. So yeah, we were still doing ensemble records, uh, the Loud House records together. So I got to be there and meet everyone from um, Tara Strong. I got to meet her and work with her. And then of course, uh, Gray Delisle, that was, it was probably one of the greatest moments is watching her work and watching her read the script that it was just me and her, but she was maybe three characters. And so she's switching between voices and I pop in with my one line here and one line there and she's just playing three different roles on the same page. And I was like, wow, this is, this woman is, is outrageously talented. She blew my mind. Yeah, no, I, I've talked to Gray before and she's, she's, she, she is just a, a, a bundle of energy that's like, yes. you can't contain it. You can't contain her energy. It's just in, insane. <laughs> it is insane. It's insanely talented. So um, yeah, and that was the amazing thing about these ensemble records is when you get to go in and not only are you sitting there working with someone that you've studied, <laughs> but you got to watch them in action and learn on the spot. And um, yeah, it's, it's, such an honor and I hope we go back to ensemble records but right now we're on zoom and that's still good <laughs> yeah because I know bat wheels was recorded on you know separately on zoom because obviously you know obviously they're not gonna get Ethan Hawk with everybody come on <laughs> he's, yeah he's I guess man. he was busy <laughs> <laughs> I guess <laughs> yeah exactly and I go into the studio and I get to record with um yeah the director Michael Stern and it's it's great to just be in the studio as it is because that way I don't have to worry about my tech stuff. Even though all my equipment is good, it's nice to just be in that space and really just get to play and not worry about anything. So, um, yeah, anytime I get in the studio, it's always fun and preferred. <laughs> and the other Nickelodeon show you're currently on is Big Nate. And I'm kind of wondering, like, how did that come about? Yeah, so that was something I actually booked during the pandemic. I auditioned for her a few months before. Um, I saw that you actually interviewed my friend, Lisa K. Jennings. Uh, I love her. I'm also on, yeah, Big Nate with her. She plays Gina and Jenny. Um, yeah, so I auditioned for it. That was something we recorded ensemble throughout the entire pandemic. And I recently only met them. I mean, recently, maybe I think a year ago, we all finally got together at a school reading, but that was an incredible experience. So that was my first, Jenny Jenkins from Big Nate is my first reoccurring role that I started having. So she was a really big deal for me. Now, it's funny you mentioned Lisa because when I interviewed her, she she admitted that, you know, she was going to audition for the role of Jenny. And <laughs> the moment, yes. like she was just about to audition for it, but then she got an email saying, oh, you got cast as Gina. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Yes, isn't that great? She told me that story. I'm like, that's great. <laughs> yeah, she's the perfect Gina. She's she's wonderful. I'm one of my one of my close friends as well now. Um, uh, how many sneakers did you sign during that um during that meeting? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, there might be like 
30 Chandani feet stomping around playing and getting dirty right now. <laughs> it was the oddest thing. And this is the first time I ever signed anything and it happened to be a shoe and like girls coming over with post-its and I'm like, what are you going to do with this? Take it. I love you. <laughs> Very cute. <laughs> No, it's funny because like when I heard that story, I'm like, could could the studio not send like art prints or something for them to sign? I don't why. <laughs> they they did have a couple uh big printouts, but no, no. If they wanted their own, they got I liked it. They were very creative about it. And we were we felt like celebrities. And then Ben Jeru was getting mobbed and we're like, well, he's on his own world <laughs> over there. <laughs> obviously because you know he's he's the star so obviously like you know yeah and he's on the toddler <laughs> yeah he's very recognizable for for them as well because he does on camera and he's on tv shows they get to see him as and then this is his animated tv show so it was extra special for him but yeah he was yeah he was like a beetle <laughs> that place <laughs> These are your people, Ben. These are your people. <laughs> no, because I, I watch the show and it's, it's and what I noticed that's really interesting is that when you're doing Jenny, it's a little bit low on the lower register. And I was kind of wondering, like, right. was that was that deliberative? Is that what they wanted? Um, completely. So when I got the breakdown, I read I was reading about Jenny's breakdown. I believe it was something like you know, she's, she's not really paying attention. Most of the time she's talking to you, but she's also kind of on her phone and she's looking around. <laughs> so she's not fully present. Um, not to say she's mean. She's just not really, she doesn't really care about you or much else other than, you know, what's, what's important to her, which I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> Basically friends and she has a boyfriend. Um, yeah. So yeah, I saw the breakdown and I was like, how would that sound? And I'm like, I guess she just kind of throws everything away. So she just doesn't really, she's, what? <laughs> That's basically her. <laughs> also, uh, Kevin Michael Richardson is on that show and he also played the Joker. So there you go. <laughs> oh, I know. Yes, he was in a session with us and I saw him pop on and that was, that was awesome too. He's very talented. I mean, yeah, these cast lists, it's, it's incredible to be among all of them at this point i i can't believe it <laughs> no and uh my favorite joke in in the show so far is the episode where they go to the rival school and uh the other character you play is like uh talking to Savina. Savina yeah. is like you know i don't like your friends it's like a cult and and the principal goes that cult rumor was never proven <laughs> <laughs> It's so edgy and I'm so happy you got picked up by Nickelodeon because people are about to see how how good this show is. It's so clever. I play it in my background sometime. I've seen all the episodes, but I'll just keep it playing. And there's all these things that you missed the first time around that I'm like, did we just say that? And I got approved. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a smart show for sure. Very also witty. I also like uh what's his face um Gavin Mr. Gavin like there's there's this scene where he gets hit by a drone and the, the delivery was just so on point <laughs> that I could Michael not Ripken, stop laughing could not stop laughing yes. <laughs> oh yes he's hilarious even in real life they're all so talented and just yeah I it's it's incredible to, <laughs> to be able to watch them play in improv a lot of it they come in we have these brilliant scripts and then uh, you know, and then we play around with some stuff, too. So just to watch us have fun and then, you know, see what happens, <laughs> what they end up keeping. But 
uh, yeah, the writers of the show are so talented. The animators, I, the director, Mitch Watson, he's, yeah, he's, he's a lot of fun. He gives us a lot of freedom to just have fun to keep it light, which is why I think the show works so well too. So moving on to Lola, th- that must have been another like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm Lola Bunny. Like how, how is this real? Oh, <laughs> oh completely. I I was blown away. I loved uh, I loved the Looney Tunes. I mean, that was my number one show when I, I was little. Uh, to just be in the world of Bugs Bunny and um, yeah, when I when I heard that I actually booked her, I. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and it's one of those things as you record, you still really can't believe it until it airs. So until recently, I'm like, wow, okay, so this is real. And I <laughs> I am representing such a great character. I loved her in Space Jam. I love all the renditions of her. Um, yeah, it's, it's, an, it's, can't say this enough, but it is an honor <laughs> to be able to represent her in this show. And how, like, how do you di- differentiate between Lola and Harley? Because they're both characters in preschool shows. Like, how do you differentiate the voices? Uh, you know, Lola is, is well, there, there's the Brooklyn accent that Harley does have. And then, Lo- which you haven't heard much of it yet in Batwheels, but as episodes come out and everything, I, I you know, you'll, you'll get to know the characters more, of course. Um, Lola is extremely sweet. She speaks and she kind of has to pull the reins in the Looney Tunes because they are this, you know, the Looney world after all. Um, But we're running a construction site. So she also is a leader along with Bugs and we are the bosses there. And we have to make sure that at the end of the episodes, we have to complete whatever task was given to us. So um, as Looney and and wild as she is as well, she still is uh, a collaborator and a problem solver. And she's still there trying to... uh, when I do her voice, it's more everything comes straight from the heart. So it's speaking directly to the children and speaking directly to uh, making mistakes and learning from our learning from our mistakes. Uh, so it's, yeah, the way that we we communicate is a little different when it comes to Bugs Bunny Builders. Because obviously it's it's meant to teach like teamwork, coordination, all that all that stuff. Yes, exactly. Yes, it's it's all about the communication and self-expression, and it, it's based on, on I guess, yeah, the more creative aspect of it because we have tasks to accomplish, and then we have Daffy who comes in and <laughs> creates a little chaos, and um, and ourselves. I mean, there's so many different adventures that we have on Bugs Bunny Builders, so it's yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to see what we do with that. So. Same. I mean, the scripts, the the writing is so interesting and they make me laugh. And there's so many amazing throwbacks that we do. So working with the cast and crew there and the director is just it's been um, yeah, it's been a blast. And it's been a while since we've been recording. So it's amazing to to go there. I feel very much at home at this point and have gotten to know a lot of really great people. Eric Bauza is a legend. <laughs> and so it's really cool to just be able to play with him in this world and speak with Bugs Bunny. Um, yeah, unbelievable. It's been great. And did you guys record together for that? No, this is all done. So I go to the studio for this, but um, yeah, sometimes they'll play clips of what he did earlier in the day. So I get to hear kind of the tone of things if I need to, but um, no, we record separately. 
Ah, uh, you didn't get to meet my buddy Andrew, who does the voice of George P. Marmaduke. Oh, that's that's a shame. Oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, yeah, like that's 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 when you know they're pandering to me when they cast one of my friends in something. I'm like, okay, now you're pandering. <laughs> like, it's like Harley Quinn season three. Like my my friend Larissa got on that show and she did like additional voices. I'm like, okay, now you're pandering show. Oh, how cool! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was she was a bus driver and a prawn. So there you go. <laughs> Way oh, that's incredible. That's a great show. See, there's so many different versions of of all of these characters that it's great to see that it all has a different audience and we're all kind of watching her in these different environments and. Um, yeah, that, that Harley Quinn show is very, <laughs> it's a lot of fun too, to just watch. Do you ever feel like, um, do you, do you, do you want to like focus on, uh, what do you call it? Like just preschool stuff? Or do you feel like, do you want to go into more edgier territory or down the line? Oh, oh yeah. I would love to do all of it. So I, I do work in audition consistently for, for a lot of it. So yeah, it's just about what fits me and, um, what is the right role for me at the right time? Just like these two entered. I mean, I, they suit me really well. So I'm, um, yeah, I mean, I couldn't be more at home in this preschool audience, but I'm excited to venture out. Uh, I do some Walla for the Simpsons as well now. Um, thanks to my manager, my, yeah, managers, my agents, Sam Frischman. I mean, it's just, it's great to be thrown into these different worlds and play these different characters. Uh, it, it, any demographic. <laughs> I just love the storytelling of it. Yeah, I, I saw that announcement on, on, on your Instagram. I'm like, okay, so not only are you Lola Bunny and Harley Quinn, but you're also doing Walla for The Simpsons. Like, just stop it, John, John Denae. Stop being good. <laughs> stop showing off. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, those are dream roles. So to get to play, to get to see The Simpsons in my own booth is something next level for me as well. So yeah, hopefully one day I'll get a role on, like an actual role on there. <laughs> but I'm thrilled to be additional voices right now. <laughs> I also want to mention how, you know, when I when I saw the Batwheels um, pilot, like how surreal to me it felt seeing for the first time, you know, a person of color as Harley, because that mm -hmm. is something I, I never thought I would ever see. And I'm just so yeah. thrilled to see, you know, representation on the show and, and how and I just love it. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I do. I do really love that they're showing more people that look like me um, because we didn't have that growing up. And of course, I loved, uh, you know, when Princess Jasmine came out, that was revolution. That was, that was, I couldn't believe that I had a princess that looked similar to me from different cultures, but still close close enough for the time so it's nice to see now it's just also it's not just on animation but we also have actors that are representing us on that animation and um and names that we can't pronounce it's <laughs> it's really cool to see that it's um diversifying and and growing in that way now I, what i love is that you know if you look at the, your loud house credits uh, your name was misspelled which i thought was really funny <laughs> Like, yeah, they'll throw in an R, they'll get rid of an N, they'll do whatever. And I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> as long as, you know, it's credited somewhere, <laughs> I guess it helps. But yeah. <laughs> no, when I, when I saw that, I'm like, it still says Chandonet, and Chandonet is spelt wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
totally it happens <laughs> no but I, but i love that you just went with your name and it's not just like you know you don't have to make it like sound white to you know appeal to to people it's like no you know you know that's my name you know i don't like let's just have these names like let's just have these names in 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 these shows like we don't have to like make it sound white to to appeal to a wider audience anymore you know it's fine yeah completely completely my managers actually really helped with that they made sure like just fully embracing the authenticity of who i am to to keep my my given name chandani as as who i am and represent myself and hopefully others that are like wow where's where's she from <laughs> um and indians will know <laughs> so it's nice to represent uh yeah my own country uh, you have yet to play an Italian character, though, so fingers crossed you get to do that. <laughs> fingers crossed. However, I'm not Italian by blood, so, but, you know, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Another thing I want to point out is uh, you also played um, a lesbian character on The Loud House, and I thought that was really cool as well, like where it's just normal. Yeah. It's not, it's, not made, it's not a big deal. It's just like, hey, you know, these girls are just dating and it's fine. It's normal. Isn't that incredible? I, I love that. The Loud House is just so wonderful in that way where they just have these characters. I believe uh, we have one of the characters. There's He has two dads on the show. I'm like, and they don't, it's not an episode describing what it is. They just have it as what it is. And I have so much appreciation for Nickelodeon and, and the Loud House specifically for just writing such great scripts like that, that don't even, that just normalize it because it is normal and it should be normalized. Uh, and outside of voiceover, what what are your hobbies? Like, what do you like to do when you're not doing voiceover? Um, hobbies, I, I like nature. I'm, I'm someone who likes to go to the beach. Um, mountains speak to me. I do like a good hike. Um, Let's see what else. I, I still do story time readings at the library. That is pretty much my volunteer work that I get to remember why I started and who I am a little bit of um, getting that feedback from the audience and also, you know, uh, yeah, plug in my shows. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I do enjoy doing that. That's something I actually did up until probably 2020 when everything shut down. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll do those over zoom if I can. Um, so yeah, I read a lot as well. Um, and then I like a good binge. I like to binge a good TV show or movies. I love film. <laughs> I also like to point out that you're one of the few people as well, who doesn't mind listening to themselves on, on, on their shows. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Most people say no. They don't watch their shows. <laughs> oh, no. A lot of people I talk to is like, you know, do you watch any of the stuff you, you work on? And they're like, I can't stand to watch it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I can understand that, too. There are. I mean, I'll watch everything, but there are things that I hear myself and I'm like, oh, that's what that's what I was supposed to be doing. Because then you see the animation. You're like, yes, that is a scenario I would have been way more dramatic or a little softer so um yeah i do like to watch and see what's going on there <laughs> and it gets a better feel especially if they're on the air of, of how to go in and approach and what the yeah what the tone of the show is because most of the time when i when i ask someone like you know do you watch your own stuff they're like i don't watch it because i'm very too i'm critical of my own work so you know whatever and so it's it's kind of amazes me like every time i i, I hear someone was like yeah i watch my own stuff i'm like 
cool. <laughs> you're one of you're one of the few people that do that. Yeah, not to say that I don't sometimes cringe of like, oh, I could have done something different, <laughs> but I do like to, I do like to watch the shows just to see, I mean, so much hard work goes into it too. I want to see what the animators did with the scenes that I got to just see on the page. So it's really cool to see the entire thing come alive with the collaboration of all of us working together and show uh, what it ends up being. So it's nice to see the final product and, and celebrate that. Yeah, yeah. I, I just kind of wish that they released more episodes of Bat Wheels because I'm like, I, I really like the pilot. I want to see more of it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I can't wait, though. I think the next one releases, um, I read sometime October 1st. Was it? I don't know. I wish I knew things like this. They don't tell us anything. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited for them to release more. And then Bugs Bunny Builders releases a few more, I think, this Monday. So September 26th is what I last read. And what do you, what was the best and worst advice you've ever been, you've ever been given as an actor? Ooh, the best and worst advice. Uh, best advice. I have a ton of gems, but for worst advice, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know if I, I, I don't know if those stuck. Thank God. <laughs> I'm sure I got plenty. Um, you know, uh, one of the big game changers in my life was studying under Charlie Adler. So I, every time I left his class, uh, throughout my acting career, I always made sure that I took two courses the entire time. So I was always taking an on-camera course, and then I would always make sure to be enrolled in a voiceover course sometime before or after, never simultaneously, um, because it's just a lot of work and homework. But uh, whenever I would be in Charlie Adler's course, he would just leave me with so much gems. And he was definitely, I believe I was with CSD for not even a full year. And I was getting really frustrated and really scared because I wasn't booking anything. And I'm like, it's the imposter syndrome that comes in of maybe I'm not as good as I thought. Maybe I can't be in the big leagues. And you start to question yourself if you don't book um, in, you know, a, a very short span of time. I, I, it's just the pressure we give ourselves, I guess. Um, so I was like, okay, it's time to jump back in classes. I studied with Adler and he was probably the main coach that I had that was, he never, he never sugarcoated anything. He was very raw, very direct and would tell me if I'm in the middle of a read, he would stop it and say, get out of your head <laughs> and like, like be present. So he really shook me into this very authentic place where I'm like, okay, yeah, like, why am I not? The character why am I aware that someone's looking at me behind glass and like all my colleagues and all my um all the other students behind the glass and he would always just I think he just really helped me figure out how to be authentic with this and be consistent about it because I did go to him and I said you know I I feel like I have the skills um of course we could always work on our acting the first thing of voiceover is that we all have to work on acting um but yeah, his his whole thing was just be consistent with it. You are good. You're gonna, you know, you'll book something as long as you're consistent, but <laughs> get out of your head. So I think getting out of my head was probably the best advice that I could get when it comes to animation, especially because a lot of voiceover people are probably pretty introverted. I know that I am. And when you are seen in that way, and when you, um, when it's time to perform, it's really important to be present with the character and kind of forget yourself, right? Um, so yeah, he pulled me out of myself to give me a very raw <laughs> Charlie Adler experience. So, 
um, yeah, trusting the process, being courageous and brave is something he really taught me. Um, and good teachers will all teach these things too. But for some reason, I think I did, did have a very special connection to um, Adler. And if you could voice any existing character from any franchise, who would it be and why? Oh, can I say Harley and Lola? <laughs> uh, any other one from any other franchise and why? That's a great question. Hmm. I don't know. I would have to think about that. I love Rick and Morty and I love Family Guy. I can't think of a certain character that I would like to voice. I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, that's a hard one. <laughs> that, that question breaks people. It's <laughs> it's just one of those questions. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What it, because I don't know if I would have named Harley and Lola because they're just so far away. You think, oh, what are the chances they're going to be auditioning that in my lifetime, right? <laughs> so I mean, I can't you never really know. think of anyone. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I mean, it, it definitely happens. Uh, and what is what is your favorite color? Um, probably violet. Purples, violets. I like those colors. <laughs> so you must have been over the moon when you found out like Harley had like purple eyes on on Bat Wheels. <laughs> oh yes, when I saw her, I was. Yes, I was beside myself when I saw her. They sent, after I booked her, they sent a little animation of what she looked like. And I was just thrilled <laughs> to see what she looked like. Yeah. She's got those lean eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Mischievous eyes. They're so fun. <laughs> What's your favorite color? <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's, it constantly changes. Like, um, as a kid, I always liked green, but now I think I'm more into, I don't know. <laughs> it's a, it's a tough question. <laughs> it, is, it is. They're all good. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure like when you booked Harley, you're like, okay, I gotta like, just start buying like red and black everything now. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I actually just got the the Suicide Squad bat. <laughs> I got her bat. I'm like, I need more Harley things. When I went to Comic Con, I got this, you know, beautiful painting, and um, and I'm like, yeah, I need to start collecting more stuff. I want more stuff. Now I get to start collecting it, right? <laughs> I mean, you are Harley, so it's and everyone and anyone who says you aren't, it's like, no, it, it she is Harley, mm -hmm. and she, you know, she's allowed to <laughs> collect all this stuff, so. <laughs> Yeah, totally. My place is going to look like a museum by the <laughs> end of this year. <laughs> I mean, there are tons of statues and tons of action figures. And I mean, it's Harley. Like, you know, they're, they're never not going to make Harley Quinn merchandise. So yeah, <laughs> I can't wait for our shows to have our own toys come out, though, because we're definitely going to have some stuff. And um, yeah, it's going to be a little more kitty, but trust me, I'll have all of it. <laughs> I, I hope they make uh, toys of bat wheels because I know when I had um, Jonesy who does the voice of uh, Quiz, he's like, I want, I oh, want a toy. Cool. I want a toy of that. <laughs> yes, I totally want a toy of that. I see his name at uh, the studio too. And you almost hope you run into these people, right? I recently ran into Mick. I was actually in the studio for uh, Bugs Bunny Builders and he was in the, in the studio for that we also we were crossing paths and we were like oh my gosh <laughs> the first time we saw each other since we booked the role <laughs> but yeah it's cool to see these names i haven't met them though you've met all of them 
I've had tons of great people on this show and, and, you know, Jonesy is a, that's his first like prelay role, by the way. So there you go. <laughs> Before oh, that, he, just, wow. he only did like a couple of video games in Genshin and then there you go. That's his first, that is his debut. <laughs> oh, wow. That's incredible. Yeah. I, I hope we get a, you know, a party or something for one of the premieres. Um, Cause I would love to meet him and, and the rest of the cast, but yeah, you've met them all. I saw your, uh, the entire episode list. I'm like, whoa, these are some big names on here. <laughs> so you're doing well from over there. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I had to get you on because I'm like, I, I want a Harley on this show. I don't care who. I want to talk about Harley because Harley's like, <laughs> Harley's a, a comfort character for me because I'm someone who suffers from, you know, depression and anxiety and, mm. you know, her struggle of overcoming like an abusive relationship really, really appeals to me. And I just, and I just love her so much. And, Man, I, I was over the moon when when I found out that you that you got the role because I'm like, yes, a person of color should should play this iconic character. Yes, absolutely, and I love that you said that about Harley. Yes, she has so much depth to her, and and I've watched so many of the different renditions of her, including Margot Robbie's um, and the original, of course, Arlene Sorkin, who is just like, I mean, yeah, I, watching her and the debut of it, the Joker's favor, I was just blown away by her performance and what she brought. So even when I auditioned, it was her that I had in mind because I mean, she's just a master, right? Um, and it is the original sound of who Harley is. And she was able to capture all of that pain because the original, it was, it was a darker, well, it was a darker, it was a fun version, but still a darker version where, yeah, they were, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's the depth of hers that she does come from a little pain and vulnerability and uh, it's relatable because I don't think we're all, I don't know, I don't feel like she's necessarily a villain. She's just misunderstood and doesn't know how to, <laughs> doesn't know how to express herself. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you get caught up in the life of crime with the Joker if <laughs> you're feeling that vulnerable, I guess. Have you read any of the graphic novels if, by any chance? I haven't read through them. I've watched a lot of the cartoons, but um, no, not the originals. Have you? I imagine you've read them all. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because because there's this because um, Harleen. That's the book. It's um, from the DC right. Black label. That's that's like a retelling of her origin story, and it's so sad, but it's so beautiful. And if if ever like mm -hmm. there was like the definitive Harley Quinn story, that that's pretty much it. Like I love the artwork. I love the mm -hmm. writing. It's so beautiful and so sad. I'm like, yeah, that yeah, captures her character <laughs> perfectly. Yeah, it's very sad. I don't, I don't know which episode was it, but I did read up on um, a lot of her as I was studying the role and even just auditioning for her character of, of her very dark history with her mother and um, her brother. Is that the version you're talking about or is that a later one where her brother also was getting money from her and she just had to support everybody and had a very... Uh, I guess, yeah, rough childhood to say the least. Yeah, no, this was a different continuity. Oh, interesting. No, it's great. The book is called Harleen. It's not for kids. I, I cannot stress this enough. It's a DC black label. Oh. It's for adults only. So, but but it is like the definitive Harley Quinn story, you know, in comic book. Oh, format. interesting. Um, okay, interesting. I will definitely order it probably <laughs> if I can get my hands on it still because I love her origin stories and I love all the different versions they tell too so I would love to hear this one even Margot Robbie and, and hers like I kind of like 
how quick she wrapped it up in the beginning. <laughs> I was like, this is a very quick version illustrated <laughs> as well. <laughs> if you saw that. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the disappointment that yeah. was the, the shared universe of of DC. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, there's always there's always some stuff, and of course, if you're a diehard fan, it's the origins and the originals, of course. Like I, I I'll, I'll definitely check out Harleen. <laughs> Um, anyway, before we wrap this up, um, I, I also want to mention, I don't know if you played multiverses, but I really want your, your version of Harley to be like an alternate skin. I really want that. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played multiverse yet, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm a Harley Quinn main and I'm like, I kind of want Chandonet to to reprise her role as as like Batwheels Harley as an alternate skin because you know Daniel Ross is on that and he you know he's he did the alternate Shaggy yeah. so it's like you know come on <laughs> yeah we could all play it's multiverse <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> a- anyway uh, before we wrap this up can you give us an update on what you're currently working on and where can people find you online. Uh, so currently we have, uh, I believe, three shows in production, which is uh, Big Nate for Nickelodeon. We have Bugs Bunny Builders, uh, which is also Cartoonito, which is on HBO Max, as well as Bat Wheels that just recently aired. I do have some other stuff coming up, but they are unfortunately under NDAs right now. So I will definitely be sharing with you. And the first place I usually post is Twitter and Instagram. And my handle is basically just my name, which is Chandani Potek, and then a underscore is there a reason both. why there's an underscore <laughs> apparently there are too many chandani products in the world who would have thought <laughs> <laughs> well, and i actually messaged someone who had just chandani i'm like well maybe just chandani so it's not that confusing but it's it's one of those accounts that no one uses it just hasn't posted in i don't know a decade and i'm like so i wrote it once i'm like hey if you're not using it but it's still left unread <laughs> Think, all right underscore it is <laughs> <laughs> all right man we got it we gotta uh it's gotta be highlander rules now it's like there can only be one <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank you so much for taking the time off to do this this has been a lot of fun and you know we got to get you back on because it's an hour is too short to, to talk about all the stuff you've been on but oh well <laughs> Yeah, it really is. But next time I come on, I'll have some other updates for you. And um, yeah, thank you so much for having me on, Abdella. This was amazing. And I, um, yeah, I loved, I loved chatting with you and, and your knowledge of Harley and, <laughs> and the entire world of this. It's been a pleasure speaking with you tonight. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>